Hey everyone, welcome back to another week of Sons of Thunder. We have a special guest this time on the podcast and we are going to hit on today what it really means to live as a dangerous man, but more specifically in the context of lust-free living and how to really fight spiritually first and bring the Holy Spirit into the battles that we face on a day-to-day basis. Enjoy. Sons of Thunder is a podcast for young men by young men about living a life centered around faith, fellowship, and fitness. Welcome back to the Sons of Thunder podcast. You got Eric, Jacob, Sean, and today we have a very special guest. His name is Lowell Seashore. And he is the head coach for Dangerous Men, which is not to be mistaken for a soccer team. He's the author. <laughs> Although of, I did coach soccer. He did, and as oh. a soccer coach. Yeah. Take that. <laughs> he has authored multiple books, including Dangerous Men, 10 Rules for Spiritual Warriors, and is the co-author of Unveil for Women. Oh, so wow. for our women listeners out there. Nice. Lowell has also traveled the country through his Dangerous Men's ministry and has impacted the lives of thousands, I wonder if it's at this point hundreds of thousands of men and helping them fight spiritually for purity so that they may more freely serve God. Welcome, Lowell. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Nice to be here. Yeah. Thank you. You I I think the first time I met you, I was was a sophomore in college and I was sitting in geology class (laughs) and I got a text from Joe Masick like halfway through class and he's like, hey, what are you doing? in like two hours. I was like, I have class again. He says, he, he just texts me, goes, skip it. Um, we're going to go, he's like, you're going to go meet, you know, the greatest man that you'll ever meet. And we're going to go shoot guns. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. So I skipped class and I hopped <laughs> in his car and I go to Lowell's, I, we drive all the way out to Maple Plain and I'm like, what is going on? And then I, I see your Jeep in the driveway and I'm like, all right, already convinced kind of part way. <laughs> and then that was my first time ever shooting a handgun. You, yeah. you taught me how to shoot a handgun. So, and now um, you're packing. And now, yes, exactly. See, so. you remember that. You don't remember the class you skipped. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. location for skipping class. Yeah. No shot. Yeah, no shot. Yeah, no. That's that's very true. Yeah, and so so head coach is that like is that was that a joke or you, is that actually like I just made title? that up because you're like the founder, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, you have to make up a title. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. head coach. Head coach. Different There's times, so many CEOs out there. And like, yeah, yeah. Usually, I say coach. I'm the vice president of lunch. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Big lunch guy. <laughs> Big lunch guy. Yeah. Lunch meetings. Yeah. That's good. So but, uh, that's on my LinkedIn profile. Oh, yeah. Vice president of lunch I had there. <laughs> no way. That's I should awesome. have included that. Because yeah, awesome. I got some of that info from LinkedIn. <laughs> did you, like did you not see that? Because yeah. well, I, I knew you offered a, authored a few books, yeah. but uh-huh. I didn't remember the name for the one you co authored uh, for the women. Mm-hmm. The, the women's one is. Just like the same principles as the men's. Okay. Except the woman redid the words. Gotcha. Wow. More words for women. Sure. So can More you words. could you explain um, kind of just the beginning of Dangerous Men and how well, the, we, it came to be? Or do we want to do lightning round first? Oh, round. Okay. Lightning round. I'm just so excited. Yeah, I, I know. know. <laughs> I'm excited same to get into here. it too. Okay, let's get into the lightning round. All right, Jacob, go. All right, we're going to throw you a softball to start. Favorite okay. movie? Tommy Boy. Oh, Tommy Boy. Toss up between that or Gladiator. Yeah, well, two very polar yeah. <laughs> Or Braveheart. Braveheart's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're kind of the same. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Gladiator has one of my favorite lines from all the movies. And Which it's, is? what you do here 
on this earth echoes in eternity. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. That's, a that's cool. pretty good. Tommy Boy like, has Whoa. some pretty good ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, that does too. Everyone, listen up. My favorite is when he's doing the sales presentation. <laughs> he like he like hits the trucks in together. Oh the toy God. trucks. Oh, yeah, they catch on fire and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite one is uh, when they're. He, comes back in the room and he was looking at the girl in the swimming pool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there. Chris Farley, he was a devout buddy uh, Christian. Wackett? He oh. was uh, practicing <laughs> in his faith. I, actually, yeah. I think he was a devout Catholic. I think he went to daily mass. Oh, really? I yeah. Know. Really? Very holy guy. That's fun. Yeah. That's huh. R.I.P. Are you sure? That's what he had a drug problem. <laughs> Are you yeah, sure? I mean, that doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know. Yeah. All right, little well, favorite. Favorite demon. place you've traveled? Colorado. Okay, you have I a mean, cabin. I, in, why? Actually, tell us why. Yeah. Oh, uh, because we have a cabin in Colorado. And where in yeah. Colorado? Buena Vista. Buena Vista. Good say views. Buena yep. Vista. Buena because Vista. In in the town charter, it says you can have the Spanish name, but you have to pronounce it with the English pronunciation. Because it's, it's spelled <laughs> Buena, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Buena Vista in yeah. Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I went oh. whitewater rafting there uh, two summers ago on the Arkansas. So fun. Yeah. Browns Canyon? Or yep, did Browns you do Canyon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we went. I don't know what it is about. The Royal Gorge is the best. It is awesome. Have you gone down there? Oh, yeah. yeah. Several times. I love that. I, I, I don't know what it is about whitewater rafting, like the... The, I mean, there's like, you know, different classes based off the river, but the different falls and the, the rapids yeah. you go through, the names are like, this is graveyard. And then this yeah. is like school crusher. I'm like, this does not sound fun. Like, we're yeah. like, oh, hey, kids, this is what we're doing today. Really, I did it with like middle school kids and I'm oh, like, yeah. we're all going to die. Yeah. That is, wow. it is pretty crazy. White rider rafting. Like yeah. they've had, I know, um, Bridget was on the camp with Tiwa yeah, that's right. and it's her, and her, um, rafts like flipped really? and really? all of the kids got lost. Yeah, so it was a huge well, deal. Well, they didn't get lost. They just floated they, all outside the kids, of the... Yeah, yeah all yeah, the kids scattered. <laughs> we we all still kids. don't know where they are. <laughs> and they're still out there. Cable is a safe line. place. You should yeah, go yeah, there. Yeah. Oh, sorry. If you go again, though, go to Royal Gorge. Royal Gorge. Okay. It's, it's as deep as the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. Very narrow. A thousand feet. Yeah. Wow. Very narrow. Class five. No way. Oh, just pretty awesome. Huh. And so are you? Are, is your cabin kind of up in the up in the mountains there? Kind of in more yeah, north? Yeah, it sits at five... 8,500 feet. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's that's awesome. high up. Yeah. And, and you just got back from there, right? So you're yeah. breathing, breathing easily here? Right? Oh, oh, yeah. You're in a good yeah. state. Yeah. yeah. You're in a happy place. <laughs> the grand. Right. I've traveled a lot of other places, but yeah. that's my favorite. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you travel around the country a lot, right? For dangerous men. And yeah. Okay. So you probably, he's, he, Lil has seen stuff. He's, he's, I'm, yeah, seen I'm old. It. Been around. <laughs> I've been okay. Around. What's the best book you've ever read? Well, I read in three categories, business, American history, and spiritual. Which one do you want? Let's do, uh, let's let's do, do all three. three. Get all yeah, three. Why not? Okay. Spiritual, that's a little paperback called Tale of Three Kings. Taught me a lot about Tale of Three Kings. Spiritual authority. Okay. Mm-hmm. Business, the lately, has been uh, Donald Miller's uh, book, whatever the name of it is. Nice. Yeah, I never (laughs) remember the name of business books either. (laughs) (laughs) Three keys to success. Yeah, exactly. Story brand. Story brand. (laughs) Ten lessons for business. It's called Story Brand. Story Brand. brand. Yeah, American history is probably uh, bury my heart at wounded knee. 
about the massacre at Wounded Knee. Yeah. So, uh-huh. Wow. Those are my, that stick with me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. And then, did, I, did you say spiritual? Yeah. The Three Kings. Oh, the Three Kings. Tale of Three Kings. Tale of Three Kings. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. It's worth reading. It's just a little paperback. I should read that. No, I don't even know if it's in print anymore. Hmm. It's I should. It, it makes you think. Okay. It makes you think. I like that. about spiritual authority. Is that the, um, oh, no, that wouldn't be. There's like that Christmas story. No. That, no, it's not about Christmas. So another question. Why are men so bad at giving hugs? Mm, <laughs> yes. Lowell's passionate about his hugs. <laughs> yeah. So we have well, to see. He gives good hugs. Mainly because I think men are afraid of affection because if you show a lot of affection, everybody takes it as sexual. Mm-hmm. Our, yep. our whole society is like that. You can, yep. And men really need positive non-sexual affection and especially fathers and sons and for some reason that gets overlooked a lot mm. yeah and so i just think it's a good thing to have a little affection now and then without yeah. being it sexual yeah sure there's something about uh i think i remember the I hugged you for like the first time and I, I patted your back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, don't do that <laughs> the again. The dreaded pat. Yeah, so no <laughs> patting. Explain no that. Patting. Well, because people, uh, that's one way that I always say that they have three pats. You know, they hug you, give three pats. It just yeah. means, please let go. Yeah, yeah. Leave me alone. Please let go. Huh. Yeah, it's just like, don't get too yeah. close. Yeah. 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 Like that's, you enough. know, it's yeah. like, okay, if you take that away, it like feels different. And mm-hmm. I feel like for me, it's uh-huh. almost the going in, I'm already patting. Like yeah, I haven't yeah, even yeah. touched the person's <laughs> most, back and I'm patting. Most right. people are. Most people are. It's like, don't get too affectionate here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, which is kind of bad. <laughs> I got one for you. What yeah. do you think of the idea of a hot tub podcast? Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> well, can we podcast in your hot if tub? If you could not electrocute <laughs> yeah, <that's>, us. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, that would be a nightmare for me. I'm the wires. Tech We're gonna need four fans to come and hold the mics for us. How about yeah. that? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, that might be bad. They, 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 oh, we don't like what you yeah. said. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, slip. you get immediate feedback from yeah. the. I don't we, think we, we, we could fans. do that. We could do the hot tubs. Okay. Yeah, that's how we podcast. I'm wondering how we could do it. We, we see the thing is we've talked about doing a hot tub podcast like five times. Yeah, and just today thinking about this cast, I realized. Oh my, we should ask it like this could actually happen yeah you know so we could totally do it with uh headsets i think if we got um headsets airpods or no, airpods no headsets you know you just have the you have the mic right here and so you have the you audio could, you could these would fit around you know i have oh, little true. shelves yeah yeah he's on got, the yeah, hot got, yeah. You, oh. you could clip them on yeah we'll figure it out yeah we'll figure it It'd out be good we'll for the it. gram we'll do a yeah we'll do a, a live podcast in the hot tub yeah <laughs> that'd be amazing <laughs> that would be good we get a lot of lady followers though. No, oh, man. <laughs> finally turn, turn finally. on the jets get the steam <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right well one last question for you what does a perfect day for you look like <laughs> Perfect day for me would be in Colorado with my friends in my Jeeps or Jeep. Them and their Jeeps too, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a, <laughs> uh, and I get to see the mountain goats and a bear and an elk and a bighorn sheep and a moose all in the same day. That sounds like heaven. That's awesome. a good answer. That's, that's probably what heaven's I've been be close like. to that. Yeah. And, oh, and, oh, and yeah, a cold yeah. beer at the end of the day, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's fine, too. Heaven yeah. on earth right there. Wow. That, that sounds <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> that's an awesome day. Yeah. Well, right, let's, let's, dive, let's in. dive in. Well, would you mind just uh, right off the gun here, just telling us a little bit about Dangerous Men, kind of the origins of how origins. it all started? Okay. Well, I didn't, I didn't start out to write a book. Mm-hmm. So... One day, I think God decided to teach me about the spiritual world, and I have no idea why. 
I read this book by Neil Anderson, and it's called Bondage Breaker, and it's about the spiritual world. And, uh, and a little while later, I, I get this call from this mother, and she goes, Hey, uh, my son has been asking to see you about 50 times a day, and I'm kind of sick of him asking. And I was wondering if we'd come over and see you. Okay, well, right away, that's not normal. Because I didn't know the mom and I didn't know the son. Hmm. So I don't know these people. Okay, so I went, well, okay, this is God doing something. <laughs> I, I said, well, I got, I got friends in from Montana right now. Can we do it on Monday? She goes, sure, no problem. Okay, so Monday comes around. She calls, sorry, he, he's been in and out of the hospital all, all weekend. We, he, they wouldn't even let him come home with me. He went home with a friend of mine, so we can't come. And I said, okay. And then I just prayed. I said, okay, God, if this is you, do the same thing. So within five minutes, my phone rings. This is a lady in Wyzetta. She has this kid. He keeps asking for me. She got my number. She wants to know if I could come see him. I said, yes, I'll be right there. Now I'm driving, you know, it's like 10 miles. I'm driving, and the whole time I'm going, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I do know that this is probably demonic in some way or shape or form, and God's taking me there for a reason. Yeah. So I get there, and this 16-year-old kid, or 15, well, he's 16 or probably 16, was just laying on the couch. And I walk in, and he gets up, and he hugs me, which is weird the first time someone meets me who I don't know. Yeah. And then the lady goes, hey, I'm going to go grocery shopping. I'll leave you two alone. So she leaves, and I talk to the kid, and, and I say, well, I, I, can I pray with you first? And he goes, sure. So I prayed, and I said, you know, in the name of Jesus, we command any enemy of the Lord Jesus to be bound and gagged to silence. Because I didn't want to say demonic spirit, because I didn't want to freak him out. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so he he goes, yeah. Well, that's great. And I said, well, I've learned that you kind of have to pray with me. You have to agree with me. Will mm. you agree with me? Will you pray? And he goes, oh, sure. How do you pray? I've never prayed before. I said, well, at the beginning you say, dear God, and at the end you say, Jesus' name. I'll help you fill in the middle. <laughs> he goes, okay, dear God. And I said the same thing. In the name of Jesus, we command any enemy of the Lord Jesus to be bound and gagged to silence. That's all. And he goes, oh, I'm feeling better and I'm hungry. And there's some hash on the stove or something that looked like it's been warmed up for a while. And so he ate the, the food and we're talking and he's laughing, sitting up. And, and the lady comes home with her groceries and she like drops her groceries. And she goes, what did you do? And I'm thinking, I have no idea. <laughs> and, and she goes, he has been on the floor behind his mom's couch for two and a half weeks in the fetal position, crying. He's been in and out of the hospital many times. He's lost 35 pounds. He hasn't eaten a thing. And you come in here and he's fine and he's laughing and he's eating and he's sitting up. I mean... I just said, well, there must have been some spiritual interference we got rid of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. And then I said, well, I'll, I'll come back every day at noon and, and talk to you. Wow. He said, okay. So every day at noon he came back, and then Wednesday then he decided to 
to that Jesus was real and he'd wow. s- commit to Jesus and submit to Jesus. So that's awesome. Friday came along and my wife and I went out of town and I came back on Sunday night and called him and the lady goes, well, he's not here. He's at Abbott Northwestern Hospital Juvenile Psych Ward. Uh, he had another episode. So, wow. And she said, well, don't bother going to see him because they're not even letting the family to see him. Mm. I said, okay. Got in the car. <laughs> say, okay, God, I know this is you. I drove down to the hospital. They said, oh, sure, you can go see him. They unlocked the door. They bring me in the juvenile ward, which I think is against hospital policy. They bring me to his room and leave me alone and shut the door. And I said, hey, he came back, huh? And he goes, yeah. So, we, But he was drugged up. He had like six different drugs, antipsychotic, anti-this. Mm-hmm. He was like a zombie. Hmm. And so we prayed again, and then he stayed there a week, and the doctor said, oh, the drugs worked. You're doing great. You can leave. So he called us and asked my wife and I if he'd come live with us for a while. So we said yes. Wow. And he came to live, and then he wanted to get off the drugs. So he got off all the other ones. And then there was this one antipsychotic drug. And I said, you have to have your psychologist permission for that. I don't know you know, how much is in the bloodstream or whatever. Yeah. So he did, and the psychologist just says, well, if you do, you'll be right back to where you were before uh, because that's the drug that mm-hmm. took, made you well. And he said, I want to try. So he got off, and he was fine. He graduated from high school, went on to wow. North Dakota State. No, not state. University of North Dakota, and he wanted to be a pilot, got his pilot's license. No way. And then he uh, got a scholarship to fly helicopters for the Army. Wow. So they checked his background, and he had this psychotic breakdown. So they uh, brought in the Army psychiatrist, and they couldn't find anything wrong. So they bring in another higher-up. Army psychiatrist, they can't find anything wrong with them. They said, well, you couldn't have, that couldn't have happened to you, and wow. you be the way you are. We'll give you the scholarship. So he ended up wow. going in the Army and flying for the, wow. For the Army. Wow. That's incredible. So yeah. how, how so, did you come to meet the mom? Because you said you never met the, the man before, I guess the boy at the time. Yeah, yeah. How was it that the mom came to reach she out looked, to you? She looked my name up in the phone book. Wow. Really, like yeah. Well, that's there awesome. wasn't like a connection at a a parish or no. anything like that. No, that's there. A, there yeah. I, I was coaching high school soccer at the time, okay. and I think the kid probably was in a uh, when he was little. He might have been in a clinic I did for mm-hmm. little gotcha. kids. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, it's just the fact that you came to mind though, and that he was asking. Well, for he was asking for me yeah. like fifty times a day. Yeah. Wow. And the same thing in his next house. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's not normal. Yeah. So you go, yeah. oh, no, that's God. Something's going on here. Yeah. So that was my introduction to spiritual warfare. Yeah. 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 Did they have and any inclination, though, to like that you'd done a Bible no. study with them? Well, like, not that I know of. Wow. And you were brand new to it. I mean, yeah, you were just, you know, I mean, you were just uh, learning. Not those new things. to Bible studies. Well, but, yeah, I mean, maybe like the, yeah, the spiritual yeah. warfare, of, you know, yeah. the Lord teaching you those things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was wow. the introduction. So then the, the book comes about so <laughs> might be this isn't too long oh no this is no, great no, no, no. so we like the I'm version. at my church and they're doing this baptism at Lake Independence outside and this guy is getting baptized he's that he goes to this my church and I didn't I didn't know him but he gives like his testimony before he gets baptized and he's a 
gang member from the Gangster Disciples of Minneapolis. He and a drug dealer, and he was uh, dealing drugs in Northtown Mall. And he, this middle-aged woman was sitting on a bench, and he was just drawn to her. He sits down next to her, and she leads him to Christ. He got so excited, he went and got another gang member and said, you got to listen to this lady. And she led that guy to Christ, too. And he was one of, he had a, uh, he was part of the, he did the treasury for part of the gang. So that week, I think it was that week, the treasury books disappeared out of his basement. Oh, man. No one ever found where they went. And then the gang thought he's stealing money, so they put a hit on him to kill him. And he ran away to my little town, yeah. Maple Plain, Minnesota, because his, <laughs> his aunt lived there. Yeah. And then he was gung-ho Jesus kid. Yeah. He put Jesus saves on the side of his car. <laughs> and he was 18 and went back to school. He had dropped out, went back to school. And, uh, and then the Holy Spirit was saying, I want you to mentor him when he's getting baptized. And I'm thinking, I don't want to. <laughs> I've had enough kids. Yeah. Uh, we've had 32 foster kids. So wow. all wow. teenage boys. Appreciate so I, I thought, like, I don't want to, I don't want to. But when you think the Holy Spirit's telling you something, then you, mm-hmm. you, you do it anyway. So yeah. I thought I'd be sneaky, though. I, 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 would just, I wouldn't talk to him. I'd just tell one of the people in the youth group, would tell him that if he wants a mentor, he could call me. I figure, you know, what's the chances an eighteen-year-old guy calling this guy in the church? He yeah. doesn't know, you know. <laughs> Within a week, he calls. He goes, "Yeah, yeah. I've been praying for a mentor." Oh, <laughs> so I started with the step, Neil Anderson steps of freedom with him, mm-hmm. yeah, which is in the back of the Dangerous Men book. Now. Yep, yeah. Yeah, and and so within a couple of days, this other kid calls me and he goes, "Hey, uh, I hear you 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 help young men." Uh, do you work with young men? And I go, maybe. <laughs> what do you want? I'm trying not to. Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. maybe? What do you want? He goes, yeah, well, I heard you, you. You do. You work with young men and help them out. And he, maybe? What do you want? <laughs> he goes, well, you had this book and stuff. Oh, you've been talking to Travis. So, you know, it's <laughs> like. recruiter. <laughs> Yeah, you could, can I come to get the book? Yeah, so I made it difficult. I said, you have to read this whole thing. You have mm-hmm. to do this and that. And then he did it all. He was like 15. Oh. And, and then he was, well, before he did it, he was sitting in my office at home, and I had another kid from the University of Minnesota there, and he wouldn't leave, and he wouldn't leave, and he wouldn't. <laughs> I'm thinking, why are you hanging around? And he finally looked at me, and he said, uh, I'm addicted to masturbation. Can you help me or not? Oh, I and that was your first encounter with him. Like first thing he said. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I thought, okay, any kid that honest, I could help. Yeah, okay, yeah. here's the book. It goes right to the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of shocking oh, with yeah. another kid in the oh, room yeah. who he didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, and then I, I just felt like the Holy Spirit told me to pray for four kids in my church. Uh, I didn't know three of them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know who they were. Mm-hmm. I, did, I never talked to them. Mm-hmm. But I knew one because he was a friend of mine. Son, okay. I so I started praying, and they'd just start calling me. It's like, hey, uh, you know, I hear you're working with young men with sexual issues. I have sexual issues. I'm thinking, I never said that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, can I come and and if, you know, and and pretty soon the next kid call and the next kid calls, oh. and three out of the four called me. I thought this is the best 
youth work I've ever done. I pray, <laughs> they show up, I don't have yeah. to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's perfect. Supply demand. Right? And then the, the last youth one minister this, should listen to this podcast. This, yeah. this kid would not call. Uh, and, and I said, well, and then one day I just felt like the Holy Spirit is saying, he's too shy, you got to go see him. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, I got to do something. <laughs> that bad attitude. Effort. <laughs> is it, is, but he worked across the street from my old office, so it wasn't too hard. Yeah. I walked over there and said, hey, do you want to? And he goes, oh, yeah. I'm just too shy to ask. <laughs> wow. So that was a group. That is amazing. And then I thought, okay, that was in the summer. And then in the fall, I thought, well, I should volunteer at my church to they had separate groups in the youth group thing. Mm-hmm. So I'll run a group, and I've already got a group. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. So I came to the group the first night after they have a you know a praise time, and they split up into small groups. And in my small group, there were I had six kids. There's 12. I said, no, this is the Steps of Freedom group. You can't be here. And they go, no, we're not leaving. We meant to call you. So I did, at that point, I decided I was going to do what God had been teaching me. So I gave them the lessons uh, that are now in the Dangerous Men book. That's cool. Uh, so I did the lessons with them, and then they went off to college there. And, and a lot of them would call me back and say, hey, give us, what, give us this lesson. And, give it, and I just had raw notes. I mean, yeah. I, and I had to go back and write it all out. And, and finally enough called to ask for certain lessons. And I thought, well, man, they're sharing it with their friends. Hmm. It must be helpful. I should maybe write this down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So wow. it took me a year to make it short. I figure guys don't read too much, especially young men. You know, yeah. so each chapter is four pages, and that mm-hmm. that was, a, I think there's a famous the quote that said, at the end, yeah. I think it was Mark Twain, but I'm not sure. He said something like, I would have made this letter shorter, but I didn't have time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I got it down to uh, about four pages per chapter. And it's right good. to the point and practical. Uh-huh. And then I just self-published it. And then yeah. it's it's gone. I mean, God's used it in really cool ways. Yeah, I think maybe twenty five thousand guys have gone through it yeah. in mm-hmm. several wow. different languages now, and and wow, hopefully it'll, it'll hit more. Mm-hmm. And yeah. how, how long ago was that? Oh, about ten years, fifteen 10, years, fifteen years. Wow, wow. that's incredible. Yeah. And so you know, that's um, oh, two thousand two. Two thousand two. Eighteen, Whoa, 18 years. years. Wow. wow. That was when the first version came out. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, and then, I mean, even everything before that as well. I mean, wow. Last 20 years of your life, the Lord's been doing a lot. So that's so that, that was the origin of it. Um, can you just share a little bit about what it looks like now, kind of what you do, you know, I guess full time, you travel the country, you speak at these different things, and um, just, just if, if you wouldn't mind, share a little bit about what you do now. Sure. The, the Dangerous Men book sells there's a plug at dangerousmenunited.org so uh, dangerousmenunited.org is set up so they could somebody can take the material and use it uh, you know it's like equipping kind of yeah it's yeah. very equipping there's yeah. there's videos there's mm-hmm. coaching uh-huh. videos there's a coaching guide there's yeah. it's like coaching for dummies you could take it <laughs> you, you, you could take it right off of what it says and run a group yeah, yeah. yeah. and there's videos to play before each session mm-hmm. and these and then so the great. book uh, dangerous men mm-hmm. uh-huh. and so 
And I call it dangerous men because it just took me so long to get really dangerous for the for God's kingdom. Uh-huh. I was so wussy, <laughs> uh, you know, most of my life, and not understanding anything about spiritual warfare or anything any other things like that. Yeah. And I just thought I want to help men get dangerous for Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that that's where the name came from. Hmm. So what do you think it means to be a dangerous man? Like, how have you discovered that? Transformed. Well, can I, I'll finish the other question. Okay, yeah, first. yeah. <laughs> Slow down, Sean. Yeah, <laughs> come on, Sean. Sorry. <laughs> Sean's just so ready to get I'm back. so excited. <laughs> so good, yeah. This is a, yeah, this is my first time meeting Lowell. And uh, I've, done, I've done Dangerous Men twice. And I've done the Steps of Freedom like yeah. four times. So it's yeah. been, yeah, Pretty it's powerful. been, a, yeah, such yeah. a, such a huge impact. And it's part of the reason that I'm like, you know, married and have a kid just because mm-hmm. I had so much freedom in college and oh. was able to pass that on. And now I'm excited to pass that on to my son when he, yeah. when he starts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once you, once you learn it, once you hear yeah. it, you, you can't go back. And uh-huh. You have that desire to share that knowledge with others because it you is. taste that freedom and you yes. know, freedom is contagious. Yeah. Oh, it yeah, is something, for sure. it is something so transformative. And I just remember just the most random kids bringing them on yeah. the, the, the kind of mock freedom retreat that we created at St. Thomas back yeah. in the, back when we were in college. Mm-hmm. And, and they, these would be guys that like, um, you know, constantly partying, constantly hanging out with women and stuff like that. And then they're like, I'm changing my life. I'm totally, you know, yeah. going all out for this thing. And it's yeah. just, it's the freedom. Yeah. And it's so fun. It's so you amazing. Meet really cool people in these yeah. too. That's yeah. how I got guys yeah. from all walks of life. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's really a, a great unifier. Yeah. It is. That's how I got roped in. I mean, yeah. Nick Red just, yeah. you know, he sat me down one day. He's like, Hey, you got to come on this retreat. And I remember like the three days leading up to it. I had like so much in me did not want to go. I was yeah. like, I remember sitting there like at lunch the day we were leaving and I'm like, I'm not going. This is going to be the worst. But then I got in Alex Banton's car and, you know, we just we just drove up and I had no idea what was in store at 130 yeah. miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, that's where you learn to drive like that. Yeah, and I actually, you know, I actually met Lowell before before even going on that retreat, and then it wasn't until after I was like, wait, like this is this is Lowell's content? Like <laughs> two and two together. It's yeah. amazing. The content. steps of freedom actually is Neil yeah. T. Anderson. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind yeah. that. Never yeah. mind. Uh huh. But, but the, the but the free men I was with yeah. came from your content. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> okay. So. Um, you um, have provided material to equip young men all throughout the country now, and then they go through these programs, and then do you step in at some point? Right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I find that speaking is, I don't like it, because it's kind of worthless, you know, like to go and speak and leave, and yeah. nothing happens. Yeah. I, I, transformation happens through God's Spirit working in us, and usually in small groups where we have real accountability, real honesty, you know, yeah, uh, and that, and so I wait till groups get going and have gone through dangerous men, and then I'll come out and for the first few times at least I'll come out and run the Steps of Freedom uh, retreat for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God, so that like I tone, just got yeah. back from uh, Penn State did their first one. Really? Yeah, oh, cool. and and then now there's one at the University of Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and it's mostly mm-hmm. I try to focus on college students uh, because they're in the throes of <laughs> yeah. all, all their sexuality. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's not just about sexuality. You know, the, the most shocking thing a lot of guys come to is that, you know, the first chapter is on identity in Christ or our own identity, which is huge. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and the second chapter is on sexuality being good and the third chapter is on 
something. Mixing those two together, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Spiritual warfare yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, and forgiveness and other things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's the, the key. I've never seen, it almost sounds like bragging, but I've never seen any material get the immediate honest response that this has. Yeah. It's like I, everybody gets honest yeah. quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Right away. Especially yeah, once you is. find out someone's struggling with the same thing you are. Yeah. And the room just opens up. Yeah. 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 And I think, I think that's, there's it something, is. I think there's something there though. And, um, and that it's so human, you know, I mean, it, it, in a way, just this idea of sexual identity or just identity and then sexuality, you can't, and you know, the, the idea of human dignity, you can't remove those two things. And yeah. I think yeah. that when you get people in a room and have someone, you know, it's actually given a space or an area to be able to talk about that. That's when truth, you know, like that's when, that's, that's when, that's when all the walls get broken down. That's uh-huh. when you kind of yeah. be vulnerable. And so, um, I, I guess I'd just love to hear about maybe certain experiences you've had or maybe just specifically the contents, but like focusing on lust free living or focusing on specifically spiritual warfare around lust and how men just, like you said, latch onto that and kind of find specific freedom in that. Like what's, I guess any stories or I guess the, the why, I guess the why behind the why. men, yeah. You know, it's, it's, I've learned kind of simple concepts. A lot of, a lot of the books or a lot of the stuff that we give people in church, it's kind of running around the bush a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Yeah. And uh, just, just uh, simple things like how do you actually take a thought captive in obedience to Christ? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you tell kids, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. But what do you what, what do you do to actually do stuff? <laughs> yeah. You know, what's practical for me? Uh-huh. I know I'm not supposed to. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's it's like truth and lie statements. You know, yeah. I I renounce the lie that whatever, and I accept the truth that whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a really simple thing. Or no, in the name of Jesus, I renounce that thought of whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I and it's not me. I'm not going to accept that. I'm not going to go down that road. Yeah. Uh-huh. Simple things like that bring people into the place where I could do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I know. I, the, I want this freedom. Yeah. With the truth statements too, they're all rooted in Scripture. Yeah. You know, if anyone's like, "Well, how do you know Jesus really thinks of me that way?" It's yeah. like, "Well, just open up the book." Yeah. And I, I remember you you were teaching us just last fall about lies versus promises and yeah. how the, how you combat those. Is through truth statements, and that you know, in yeah. in scripture, there are these promises. So when we be when when we're told these lies, we can resort back to these these truths in a way, and actually kind of take ownership of those things. And uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Though, yeah. the battle, yeah. the spiritual battle, is always in our minds. Mm. You know, so that's thoughts, and mm-hmm. and and yeah. and all those kind of things. So if you when you read scripture, it just brings you through all those yeah. type of. Things it's, the, it's in our minds first, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you have to take those thoughts captive. Yeah, and how do you, you know the truth sets you free? Mm. So mm. it's it's a truth encounter, not a power encounter. Yeah, mm. can so, we can we yeah. speak into that a little bit? Yeah, the tell me more fighting about that. spiritually and, and taking the thoughts captive because I think for some people it's like, well, yeah. I can't control my uh-huh. thoughts. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you you can't control a lot of it. You know, it comes sometimes. I really think that sometimes it just comes from outside. Sure, like a demonic spirit can push a mm-hmm. thought in. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and but then a lot of it is just in my own mind. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, and I think you can test. You know, I would say fight spiritually first instead of emotionally and psychologically and physically, mm-hmm. because we don't. 
usually think yeah. about yeah. that. So, you know, just in the name of Jesus, I reject that thought. Uh, I'm not going there. I'm not going down. So you have, we're very holistic people. We're very, mm-hmm. we have a spiritual part and an emotional part, a, a physical part and an intellectual part. So we can't say it's always from one thing. It's not always a spiritual cause or emotional cause or physical cause, but they all blend together. Mm-hmm. So, so you have to kind of hit all of them. But if you start with the spiritual, yeah. you could eliminate a lot of the stuff. Yeah. yeah. And the spiritual is so forgotten. Yeah. I remember we drew that circle yeah. on the board. And, you know, the spiritual is at the center of everything, the physical, mm. the emotional, the mental. But so many of us, they look when we look for a solution to those problems, we just address the physical, emotional. We don't actually dive deeper at the root. You know, we're putting a Band-Aid over an open flesh wound. Yeah. And it it only solves the problem temporarily. Mm-hmm. It's the, the theory of strongholds, which if you wouldn't mind speaking into a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, strongholds are really uh, lies uh, or, or things that we believe that aren't true. Mm-hmm. You know, we've mm-hmm. been, so in the sexual area, it's like I could never stop looking at porn and masturbating because uh, I'm, you know, I just have to control it. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, but but when Jesus talks, he said, no, you can be free. I, I've come to say free, then the truth will say free. You, you don't manage sin. You could actually get free from it. So a stronghold is thoughts that we're starting to believe that we can't do what Jesus says we can do. Mm-hmm. And can you say we can have good strongholds? I, I suppose. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. What do you mean? Like I usually think of them in the negative, but I think they could be good. Like your yeah. identity. I guess, or, yeah, identity yeah. could be a stronghold. Even, you know, yeah. Exactly. Your relationship with like God. And, a yeah. truth statement could be a stronghold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I see it almost as to replace a negative stronghold, replace yeah, so. it with the truth mm-hmm. stronghold. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, there has to be a plug there. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. So, Lowell, I feel like, um, the, you know, the times... Like my, my spiritual journey has been one of like an encounter, right? It's, you know, you, you kind of feel that nudge and that, you know, the Holy Spirit kind of comes into your life through a person or through something's just happening. I don't know what's going on in, in my heart or in my life. And then kind of lean into that and, and you experience this idea of freedom, you know, and you, and you, kind of, you go on the freedom retreat or you, you kind of take these steps to kind of reject these things and accept new things. But there's a, there's a middle ground there. I feel like that, you know, these strongholds held a place in your heart. And then once those are removed or broken down, um, there's space there. And actually for me, a lot of the times they're wounds. And then when, when those get cleaned out, I'm still, I, I kind of find myself bare or hurting or, you know, I mean like there's a, there's a need for forgiveness. There. Like mm. there's, there's a need for like certain specific healing. And, um, I, and I know that's part of the dangerous men's steps. Yeah. And I would love to hear just a little bit about, um, if you, yeah, if if you could just speak into, you know, after we, then once we fight spiritually and kind of become free, how do we actually forgive and find healing? That's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> That's about a three-hour. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, I mean, we got uh, we got an hour. Act- <laughs> how do we actually forgive? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I, I mean, you start with the fact that a lot of times we don't want to forgive, and uh-huh. our emotions don't want to forgive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if Jesus says that we need to in many different places, then it's probably possible. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that the possibility of forgiveness, and it's basically, you know, when, when you don't forgive somebody, it's like you drinking the poison and thinking they're going to die. Mm. 
Yeah. You know, it's it's like who's yeah. suffering? The 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 person that did it to you probably doesn't even think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just dying yeah. inside. You just know? resentment is just building. Yeah. 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 So so if we don't forgive, it's just like the Lord's Prayer, even. You know, if uh-huh. we don't forgive others, then mm-hmm. uh he doesn't forgive us in a way. And know? it keeps you grounded to resentment. Yeah. Um, I picture, you know, you got a qualm with one person at a party, but 20 of your best buds are there. And because of that one person, it ruins the night. Yeah. You're focusing on them and not celebrating the occasion with 20 of your <laughs> best friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Jacob's always going to the party Party guy here. Yeah, he's a party guy. <laughs> he's always thinking about the... <laughs> Jesus' the first miracle. Yeah. Turned water to wine. <laughs> Jesus is He was the... all about the celebration. It's <laughs> <laughs> all about... <laughs> well, Lowell, uh, one thing I know we want to hit on a little bit is accountability. Because I know for a lot of young men, accountability just sounds so unattractive. It's like, my parents are making me be accountable. Like, the last thing I want is my peers to, you know, have this strangle on me. I just want to be free, per se. So can we, can we touch um, on, like, how Christ views accountability and how he wants us to be accountable with each other? Yeah. Well, when I grew up in the the church I grew up in, was accountability was like, will you be a cop for me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll be a cop for you. But it never worked because you don't want them to be a cop for you. Mm-hmm. you know, and that's <laughs> So that yeah. accountability like a cop is just bad idea. Mm-hmm. So I changed the word a little bit to call it fighting partner. Mm-hmm. So if you have a fighting partner who will fight for you and with you mm-hmm. and by your side and walk along with you in this journey... Everybody needs that uh-huh. because because we're we're not islands. We mm-hmm. need this community, and mm-hmm. we need someone to come alongside of us in this any kind of struggle and yeah. any yeah. kind of journey. Yeah. So that's real fighting partner accountability. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I like it. Yeah, because you you need someone to have your back. Yeah, and that's I mean yeah, that, that's that, any relationship. The great scene in the Gladiator when they yeah. uh, when the chariots come out into the yeah. arena and he gets everybody back to back. Mm. It's like, or uh, when the Bible talks when Paul talks about uh, the weapons we have uh-huh. and the armor we have you know yeah. Ephesians yeah. 610 yeah mm-hmm. so <laughs> it's one of my favorite when, when he talks about that there's no covering for the back by the way mm. yeah. because we need each other uh-huh. yeah. we gotta well, go back to back like like that scene in the movie mm-hmm. yeah. the ancient Spartans 300 they had no back armor because it was always forward and forward together mm-hmm. uh-huh. mm. wow. yeah it's so it's just so important to to have you know, people that you're going th- through, you know, overcoming these honest, bondages. Honest with. friends. Honest yeah. friends. You and I think pour out everything. The, the first time that I went through dangerous men was, um, was my freshman year. And it was, it was pretty much the first time that I ever, you know, found and had an experience with authentic guys, mm-hmm. you know, it was an authentic experience. And, and, you know, I was, you know, talking about all these sexual sins and listening about all these guys. And I felt like I knew them, you know, I just met them like that night and I felt like I knew them better than any other friend that Mm. I ever had. And it's just that, that vulnerability brings you so deep and 
it just, it just teaches a lot because in our culture, we're just, mm-hmm. we're all, you know, we're all puffed out chests. We're all, you know, showing mm-hmm. how big we are and in reality, we're yeah. all struggling yeah. with these mm-hmm. things. Well, yeah. I mean, it goes back to the hug mentality. Right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to let you in. Just let me go. You know, like I yeah. don't want to, yeah. don't, don't be too close to me. Uh-huh. And you know, I think there's, um, you know, I know there's some youth ministers that listen to the cast and, you know, we all try to lead small groups and things like that. And so for the, for the college listeners out there or for the youth ministers out there, Lowell, um, there's something about, you know, creating a space for accountability. But I think the first step is what you're talking about, Sean, is like vulnerability. It's like actually creating a space for, for men to share. Yeah. Um, safe. Yeah. Place. Yeah. And how would you, what would you recommend? Like what would be some tips or, you know, that you've learned over the many years that you've been <laughs> doing this? That's like that, that allows the Holy Spirit to come and dwell. Well, the first thing is ask yeah. Mm. Uh, a lot of times we try to do it on our own anyway. Yeah. You know, God gives us an idea and then we go off and try to do it and forget to ask him, how do you, how do you want me to do it? Mm. <laughs> so the first thing is always just go to God in prayer. And then many times they say, how do you start a dangerous men group? I say, pray. <laughs> Talk to God and ask him to bring the right people to you. They'll mm. come. You know, God's involved in this. Hmm. So, and or, you know, you get a nudge to go talk to somebody. But they have to kind of want to be there. Otherwise, they won't be real. Mm-hmm. But, totally. you know, most groups now, if you follow the coaching guide, start with this called lustimonies. Like, yeah. let's start with totally. give me your sexual history right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. And usually you get a lot of it, not all of it. But you yeah. can get enough to start, okay, we're all starting in the same spot, really. Yeah. I thought I was the only one, but I'm not. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, so now we, we could all start in a safe mm-hmm. place. And it, it has to be safe that no one, I mean, you create the atmosphere, you get a private room, you yep. do all, you know, you give them food, you do all that yeah. stuff. Scarves, but yeah. it's really the spiritual atmosphere that you're looking for, mm-hmm. that you've covered in prayer and you've allowed God's spirit there to work through you. Well, and the leader has to be honest. They have to start with the yeah. leader. Yeah. yeah. A lot of youth pastors should go through it first for themselves mm-hmm. with their buddies mm-hmm. and then bring it to their kids. Don't bring it to your kids if you're still struggling. Wow. Yeah. I think the the idea of a spiritual atmosphere is really, I mean, that's, I haven't really heard that before. I mean, that's a, a unique look. I feel like a lot of people, it's like, all right, you know, there's, there's some times I'd be leading Bible studies or small groups in college and it's just like, all right, let's get the space. You know what I mean? They go, we'll go here, we'll eat this, you know, and, and you're thinking all about the logistics of physically, you know what I mean? But you don't actually just begin spiritually and actually create like a spiritual atmosphere pe- for people to feel free to, to kind of let, you know, to see, hey, this is a stronghold I have. Do you want to break this down with me? Kind uh-huh. of, yeah. 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 So, Lowell, you talk uh, about following the Holy Spirit yeah. and kind of how it's, it's difficult, but we're, we're called to do it. And ultimately, we're going to be living our best lives when we do. I guess for those out there listening, how do you know it's the Holy Spirit? And how do you really have that relationship with the Holy Spirit? Yeah. But, you know, I think, like, the Bible is all true, but it's not all truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus said, when I leave, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit to bring you into all truth. Mm-hmm. So wow. the problem mm-hmm. first is, yeah, how do I hear the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, so what I eventually came down to for me was I, I would get these thoughts, uh, like I called it a little nudge. I get a nudge in my head to do something, and it was always good. And it was always out of my comfort zone. And it was always pushing me a little. And I didn't know if it was me, you know, or the pizza last night. 
<laughs> so I decided the the only way to find out was just to obey anyway. Uh-huh. So I would just always do the nudge, just obey it. Hmm. And I, and quickly I found out which ones were God and which ones were me by the results. Yeah. When when the re, when it was the Holy Spirit, the results were just like amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and when it was me, there was hardly any results. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of learned to to know the difference yeah. uh-huh. between the nudges. Hmm. Uh, I mean, and I, that's where I started. You know, and yeah. then after a while, you kind of uh, get used to that voice. It's not a voice, actually. It's in us. It's our spirit mm. in that center. Yeah. And it's just like, I need to do this. Uh-huh. And so, and I usually don't want to most of the time. Yeah. And then usually, I, you know, it's like, there's one, I could tell you lots of stories. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, yeah. One, you know, like, I think I'm supposed to go buy tires uh, for my Jeep at this certain place. And uh, who, who this young man owned the, the mechanic shop, and I coached him in soccer. And that was many years ago. Mm-hmm. And he was now a mechanic, and he owned a shop. And, and he uh, was an atheist all his life. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I told my wife, I said, you know, Susie, I, I, I think I'm supposed to go buy tires. And she said, well, you could probably get them cheaper somewhere else. I go, no, <laughs> yeah. I still think I'm supposed to. Mm. And she goes, you know, you don't really need them yet. <laughs> I know, but I think I'm supposed to. And she yeah. said, well, then go do it. So I called him up, got the tires order, went there to put them on. He... Uh, he goes, yeah, one of my guys will put them on. Let's go to lunch. Get to lunch. And he goes, you know, I've been an atheist all my life. I go, I know. He goes, tell me about Jesus. Wow. He accepted Christ in a restaurant. Wow. wow. You know, it's like, wait a minute. That, what it cost me, 600 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but later on, his, his, fam- his two kids and his wife and, you know, and he quit drinking. And I mean, hmm. it was, wow. That's After, amazing. Yeah, it's like God, he, he does things. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny that like the cost of getting tires or the fact that they're not quite in need of it can keep us sometimes from bringing people into eternity. Yeah, and it's like, okay, you know, or, or the story about the gangster. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I didn't want to, I didn't mm-hmm. want, you know, but mm-hmm. it turned out really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, or or uh, there's a lot of those. When I was going to on this trip to Japan in two days, and I hadn't packed, and I'm I really want to go, and I get this nudge to drive down this Gustavus Adolphus in St. Peter and take a kid out to lunch. And I'm thinking, no, I'm I'm busy, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm leaving, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and it's like okay, okay. I think if it's the Holy Spirit, if it is, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. If it's my thought or the Holy Spirit, do it. See what happens. I went down there, took him out to lunch. We drove around a little bit in the country. Same thing. He had these issues. He goes, I just want to know Jesus. (laughs) Okay. No wonder I had to drive down to St. Peter. You know, I was like, all the time, every time there's people around, you know, you learn that that's the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just one thing, do it. (laughs) <laughs> Either it. way, I love yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, just obey anyway, yeah. and mm-hmm. see what happens. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And just don't forget, you'll never want to at first. Yeah. <laughs> It'll yeah. always yeah. be a little push. That's kind of how you know. It's usually yeah. out of your comfort yeah. zone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, 
Yeah, I mean, just little things, too. I mean, it's not necessarily big things. Mm-hmm. So uh, what does, if you don't mind sharing, like, what does your prayer look like? Do you, do you have, like, extended, you know, time of prayer where you can get these nudges or you might be, you know, making breakfast and you get a nudge? Like, where where do these nudges come from? <laughs> they come from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, are you, are you a prayer? Are you no, reflecting no. on Scripture? I, 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 any, any, Anytime, anywhere. That's so I mean, cool. there's no specific thing yeah, uh-huh. that I've ever noticed. Yeah. You know, I I was just thinking something the other, or a little while ago, you know, I was just, I don't know, daydreaming, and I felt like, whoa, I just got a download on this. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, uh, Lowell, I want you to give up your small comforts. And well, that's a weird thought. And I thought, well, what's my small comforts? And immediately, the you know, it, it came. Yeah, yeah. 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 Diet Coke, because <laughs> I was addicted to Diet Coke. Yeah. Uh, sugar, you know, you know mm-hmm. um, desserts and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And uh, smoking a cigar alone. Hmm. And I'm thinking, that had to be God. I would, if I was God, <laughs> <laughs> if I was God, I would say, quit smoking cigars, maybe, yeah. or you know, yeah, or. Yeah. or yeah. Or whatever. Uh-huh. It's like, just give up your small comforts. It's, yeah. It, uh-huh. So, okay. And the obey s- anyway. specificness of that, yeah. too. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like, I did not think that. Uh-huh. I still miss Diet Coke. Yeah. <laughs> it's, almost, it's almost nice. It feels like God is coaching you, which is kind of funny. But it just feels like, mm-hmm. you know, he, he has your best interest in mind. And, you know, if you're answering these nods and you're getting you know, the affirmation of the Holy Spirit. And then, you know, you're giving up Diet Coke, you're giving up smoking and you're becoming I such I didn't give a, up smoking. Oh, yeah, smoking alone. Yeah. Smoking yeah. Alone. Keep Which that, I'm sure has led but to that. Yeah, keep, that yeah. keep that straight. Yeah. <laughs> you're like uh, FaceTiming a friend smoking a cigar and yeah. stuff. <laughs> just talk to me for a little longer. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> but it's just, I actually yeah. did that once. You did? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> One time in Colorado. <laughs> That's awesome. I was FaceTiming not sitting up on a mountain. That's awesome. No, but I think it's I think it's true. I mean, the times that I've I've experienced those nudges, um, you know, you you almost immediately are like, um, are like no, like you know, like it's just no, yeah. I, I don't want to do that. But then e- even asking the Lord, saying like, give up your small comforts, and then just the the response of okay, well, what are my small comforts? Kind of like following down this tunnel of of what the Lord's speaking, yeah. And then He just kind of reveals more and more and more about you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it just it just instantly becomes clear. It's uh-huh. it's hard to explain, but I've yeah. I've been there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially on money, people love to hang on to money. Mm. As to like, no, you should you know. Well, last time I was buy a car for somebody. Yeah, that's right. It's like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but you did it. You know, we do it. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. you know, and of course, the right thing came along in the right car at the yeah. right yeah. at a really discounted price yeah. and blah blah blah. And he mm-hmm. works it all out. It yeah. does. You know, it doesn't hurt me a bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know it's just like, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's. Yeah, it's more fun this way. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, really? Well, there's been a question that's been lingering for a while now. <laughs> Sean proposed it a little oh, while yeah. ago. I think, Lowell, you know oh, where I'm getting right. at here. But uh, can you just tell us, what is a dangerous man? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I think if you could be dangerous for the kingdom of God, which means you hear God's spirit, you obey God's spirit, uh, you'd know how to fight because there is evil around us. You know yeah. how to fight spiritually against the evil 
interactions that we have or interferences we have, mm. you know, and, and then just share God's love. Hmm. Uh, to me, that's a dangerous man. Yeah. yeah. Helps yeah. if he smokes holy smokes. <laughs> holy, <laughs> and, holy smokes. And, 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 and drives a Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got, I got one of those things. I got the Jeep. Where, uh, where can you find holy smokes? <laughs> Get the plug. Only, <laughs> only online. You cannot buy them. You oh. cannot buy them. No, you have to be, uh, come to some thing I put on. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I might or come, come to my, come come to the, the hot tub. Yeah, you could do Lowell that. Lowell has too. branded a cigar holy smokes. So that's what we're alluding to. For <laughs> wondering. But, um, you know, Lowell, it's I my think, own brand. So yeah, I mean, yeah. they're Dominican. They're, they're nice. Oof. Oof. I'm definitely coming over next week. <laughs> okay, for sure. But, uh, you know, Lowell, I think, uh, the mo- one of the most important parts about this is that you can't do it alone, um, especially for young men in our, in our culture today, those in college, those in high school. And, you know, there's been a few times when we've been over the last two, two, three years of doing this podcast, we've had some, some men reach out to us throughout the country just saying like, Hey, I'm at college and I don't really have a community or, you know, it's like, I'm, I've, I, I want to pursue these things, but I can't really find them wh- 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 where I'm at right now. And I imagine you've, you've dealt with a lot of situations where men reach out to you from across the country it's in your hometown saying, you know, I've been hearing your name. Um, what would you, what would you like practically, or what would you want to share to those men out there that desire this and desire that freedom, but, um, want to find that with others, you know, a, about a month ago we had Joe Massick on the cast and, and he was telling us about the obey anyway. Is that like, what would it look like for a young man on a college campus to, to just get a nudge to go talk to someone? Yeah. And I, and I, and I, I've been trying to do that more and I hope people listening yeah. have, been, have been kind of pursuing that. Um, but I guess what would you say to, to be able to find that freedom group in a way? Well, it is hard to find. Yeah. Uh, you hardly ever find it. Mm. Uh, you almost have to create it. Mm. Uh, I don't know of uh, very few times you could find a group that's actually that honest. The Obey Anyway, you know, is in the Ten Rules for Spiritual Warriors book. That's in one of the chapters. But you, I think you just get the Dangerous Men book and the Leader's Guide yeah. and follow it and add, start praying and get some friends and yeah. create the group. Yeah, because I just haven't seen it where where you could find that very often. Yeah, it's, uh-huh. it's very unusual. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah, I love that. I, yeah. I, I think you just have to start creating it with a couple of your friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it definitely does have to be. You know, because it's it's amazing hearing your story, hearing where you know where this book, how it came into fruition. You know how God. Pretty much brought this thing into fruition, yeah. and just keeping it. Yeah. I mean, just seeing on all your amazing stories. I mean, twenty five thousand people you would have never imagined, and I don't think you're the I kind of guy about writing a book. You didn't yeah. even think about writing a <laughs> yeah. book. You know, you're not an author, and it's just wait, amazing. Wait, wait. I am now. Oh, no, you out. Yeah, yeah, you are now. <laughs> come on, come on. You gotta step it. You were to Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you're. Yeah, <laughs> but I like it's this. We're Sean's but it's amazing. Um, uh. What's what's that YouTube video that we watched? Christine Kane. Um, dark room. She, she has a dark room, but she has this quote um, kind of about like, you know, bringing things up and, you know, creating movements within the church and stuff like that. And it's um, God doesn't have to keep what he didn't bring into fruition. So let's say you made dangerous men out of your own pride and out of, you know, out of wanting to, you know, reach a bunch of men. It's, it's not God's job to keep that in, 
in existence. Yeah. But, but now hearing your story and hearing your testimony, how God literally brought this into existence. Yeah. It's, I mean, God will not let this go. Yeah. It's so awesome to see. Well, Lola talked about that and how God ordains what he ordains is usually good and last, but when it's yourself, it mm. usually doesn't end up as well. <laughs> so Lola is with the, the men and dangerous men. And let's say you do the steps for freedom and, um, you're feeling free, right? You're kind of on that retreat high per se. How do we continue and like create lasting change, not just temporarily, um, change while we're consistently meeting or just had a retreat, but you know, five years down the road, 10 years down the road, how can we continue to live as a dangerous man and continue to abide in that freedom? Well, we know for sure there's like a hundred percent failure rate. <laughs> you will, you will lust again. We're going to edit that out. <laughs> well, you, you, you will it's lust true. again. You will yeah. sin again. You yes, will. Yeah. This isn't uh, fix it all. It's, it's like foolproof. this is a start of walking with God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 the only way to keep it going is keep walking. There are ups and downs. The the interesting thing about following Jesus says if you're you're going to feel my glory you're going to also share my suffering Mm -hmm. so there's going to be suffering (laughs) that you're going to have to work through there there's you know high points and low points that it's basically just stick with it keep following keep Mm -hmm. keep walking Mm -hmm. with God because you're going to run into trouble and it won't be easy all the time Mm And uh, he he doesn't promise it to be easy. He promises oh. that the, there's a wide road and there's a narrow road, and it's mm-hmm. the narrow road that we're following. In this world, Satan is the prince and power of the air, the atmosphere here. And we're, our job is, the dangerous man's job, is to bring God's kingdom here to earth where we are. Yes. Mm. So it's a fight. Yeah. No matter what, it's a fight. Mm. And and to so stay in it is persistent. Yeah. Get that uh, stronghold of persistence, you know, where it used to be stubbornness, now it's turned into persistence. Yeah. You're stubborn yeah. for the right the things. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stubborn for the right things. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So it really s- sounds like you're speaking in a holiness and kind of men being holy and the, the trials and tribulations that come with the pursuit of holiness. And holiness isn't I do everything perfect. It's I don't abide by the law, et cetera, et cetera. It's I strive to follow God at every turn on that narrow pathway. Yeah. So, Lowell, would you mind just speaking into kind of the, the question, though, of you know, what is holiness? What does it mean to be holy? I didn't write a book on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a different guy? In yeah. Yeah, 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 some pastor. You got the bullpen out there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> He's been warming up. Yeah. <laughs> Currently warming up. <laughs> on deck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Holiness. You know, it, it, I kind of look at it as like, is it God is holy? Uh, to be holy and... and so I want you to be holy. It it could be. No, I'm not so sure about this one. Okay. But it could be that that okay, you're my boy. I'm holy, so you're holy too. If 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 you've um, submitted to me and allowed, you know, we all have that uh, human nature, uh, on evil nature, basically. Mm-hmm. That Jesus, uh, if we if we accept. Jesus is who he is and and follow him then he'll change that 
evil nature or that sinful nature into a holy, being born again, a holy nature. Mm-hmm. And the more we allow that spirit of God in us to move out, it's like, you know, I'm holy and, I'm, you know, you're holy too if you're allowing that spirit to come out of you. Mm-hmm. So, like you alluded to, the spirit's in the middle, and on the outside is the soul, the mind, will, and emotions. Yeah. And if we don't let the emotions or the mind or the will control us, but the spirit controls us, then the physical, the body, is on the outside of that. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so if that spirit controls our mind, that spirit controls our emotions, which go up and down, you know, I mean, the emotion, but we don't make decisions on them. Yeah. And our spirit controls my will and emotions, all three. Hmm. And and that's being holy to me. Yeah. You know, allowing that spirit of God in us to come out. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And it's, boy, we learn as we go and we give up more areas of our life or we realize we got a little stronghold over here yeah. that we don't mm-hmm. want to give up. But then when we do and he fills that emptiness or heals that wound, mm-hmm. You know, it becomes more of a. It's like a great adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. it's and it's not easy adventure. Mm-hmm. You no, know, but it's a great one. Yeah, yeah. You know, as you as you share that, I my experience of that has been um, like a, a lot of wrestling. You know, it's just I feel like you just the, the idea of of being God's boy, and then you know we have this original sin, we have this broken human nature and having to take on this, this holiness and having to accept this identity, you know, there's, um, like recently I feel like the Lord has been calling me to some things and I just, I talk about them a lot, but I don't actually do them, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and it's led me to just, just kind of wrestle because it's like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that or no, I, I'm uncomfortable. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah it's it's just, like the Holy Spirit. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's time to just do it. Just do it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, but like, so I, yeah, I guess, I mean, that's the, that's the practical. This is a great like, podcast and, for you, Eric. And the, exactly. and the story. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Just do yeah. it. Okay. But I mean, so, but for like the Obey act of wrestling, anyone. like, I mean, yeah, like, do you, you know, there's this, you know, it's not all peaches and rainbows, you know, it's not just, oh, I'm just going to do it. Like there's, there is, there's a certain human. That's a fight. That's, that, is that, is that, is that the battle with God? You know, like, <laughs> is, is, is that the battle with the father of just like, you know, we all, you know, not, as far not, as we wrestle with our sons, it's like, is that actually natural? It's in not the, the battle life? with the father. Yeah. No. No, it's a battle with the evil nature, or mm. uh, both e- yeah. evil period, yeah, uh, yeah. demonic spirits, yeah. or our own evil nature. Hmm. Either way, yeah. that's a, that's the fight. Yeah. Huh? All right. <laughs> yeah, it's it is interesting how we do we do have you know that dichotomy of both you know a good and evil side, and I think you know when when people say like the the christian life is supposed to be hard you know like oh i need to embrace suffering i I don't i think that god has great things in store for us and he's a good father you know yeah and he he gives us great gifts Mm -hmm. and i think you know just leaning into those things leaning into those you know um nudges like you're talking about lol you know to to give up things i think it's just he's always looking out for us you Mm -hmm. know because giving up diet coke i mean it's not it's not god being like okay prove yourself give up diet coke (laughs) you know it's not like i mean abraham was told to sacrifice isaac yeah but but that was the the 
you know, that was the test. And that was, you know, that was the biggest test yeah. because Abraham forever need, wanted a son, prayed for yeah. a son. That was the nudge. That was the nudge. Yeah. And, and Abraham's like... Can you imagine following that one? Jeez. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> My goodness. Jeez. There's yeah, a I, reason why he's I'd rather do the Abraham. tires. Yeah. I'd rather do the tires. <laughs> Venerated <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, anything good in life is difficult to attain. Anything uh-huh. honorable. You know, we're not going to sit on our deathbed and think like, my goodness, I'm so happy I caught those six seasons of that Netflix show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's no skill that goes into that. Yeah, yeah, it's man. the, hey, I'm so thankful that I pursued my wife even after she said no to the first date. You know, it's I'm happy I raised my kids and got up in the middle of the night. Jacob experiences a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm speaking from experience. Jacob. Exactly. Exactly. Shout out to you, honey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's it's the things we wrestle with. And yeah. God, God, you know, he knows. He's omnipotent. He's like, all right, Eric's going to wrestle with me. Sean's going to wrestle with me. Uh-huh. Lowell's going to wrestle with me. But that's okay. I'm willing to tussle with them a little bit. I might end up breaking a hip, but hey, you know what? <laughs> like, it, it shows character, too, when someone's willing to wrestle. So many people these days, uh, they just look the other way. They hear a nudge from God, and they get distracted by the bright lights, yeah. you know? But for the people to wrestle, it means you're actually discerning it, and you're, you're yeah. You're fighting those inner battles, right? And then, you know, eventually God's will is going to be done. If it's not you, it's going to be someone else. But his will is going to be done. He's going to be victorious. My goodness, like, let's hope it's us because it's an amazing adventure like Lowell spoke into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It is. Yeah. Can I throw a curveball? Sure. You know, I'm just going to mix it up here. So um, I, I didn't know you wrote a book called Unveil. And is that specifically for women? Yeah. It's the okay. same information, yeah. same concepts as mm-hmm. The Dangerous Men, mm-hmm. except uh-huh. it's for women. Hmm. Yeah, my sister, she's a, a mission leader for Focus, yeah. and uh, it's it's incredible to hear her speak about the the challenges of lust and pornography and masturbation that go on within um, you know f- with women too. Yeah, and, oh, it, and it's culture. Yeah. And I mean, the the porn usage for women is you know as high as men now, and it's um it's shocking because like even for men, it's like okay, it's okay, you know, you're for a man, men, it's you're like going 99%. through testosterone. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> it's period. absurd. Yeah. But even just for women, it's like, you know, there, there's a lot more shame and it's way more in the dark yeah. than, than mm-hmm. it is. So mm-hmm. that's amazing that you made yeah. that book. Yeah. And I bet it's going very yeah, There's well. a f- yeah. women's focus group that used the book up oh, at yeah? NDSU every year. No way. Hmm. Yeah. I know a couple NDSU focus missionaries. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe example. they're the ones using it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's just, yeah. it's, it's a battle that is beyond both yeah. just the male sex, you know, mm-hmm. it's, yep. it's such a huge battle and lust free living is, is for all of us. Yeah. And know? I think yeah. the first step, you know, like it's like, like you, I mean, that's how the program is, but the first step is the, is the lustimony. It's just putting yeah. things out in the light. You know what I mean? Even, I feel like we've avoided this topic a lot on, on this podcast, but like yeah. even just being like, oh yeah, okay, people struggle with this. It's like, all right, let's, let's, let's start talking yeah. about it. You know? Uh-huh. And, yeah. And the concepts in Dangerous Men and Unveil yeah. is uh, applicable to every Mm. Every sin, you know, not uh-huh. just lust yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, or porn. But I just started with that because that's the one that everybody struggles with. And, yeah. and nobody gives you anything practical to work yeah. with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that I wanted to start there, mm. you know. We're, we're, it's like a, the, the, the lust in the sexuality of, of a man. Uh, you can't be unsexual. 
Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. You, it's like an eating disorder. You can't stop eating. You got to work with the, the food yeah. and the work with the issues. You can't stop being sexual. Uh-huh. You have to work with it and, and yeah. let, allow God to teach us how to yeah. renew our minds and mm-hmm. to be holy in our minds. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's where the fight starts first. It's not, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, it's a beautiful the, gift. Yeah. Thank goodness we have it. Yeah. yeah. You know, when it's and, ordered correctly, exactly. it's, it's an amazing, amazing thing and that produces life and it's so yeah which is amazing that it yeah. produces life yeah, yeah. right <laughs> oh my gosh yeah anyway yeah, it is yeah it's and satan has used it so well in uh-huh. our yeah. society to make it like worthless yeah mm-hmm. it is yeah. why do you why do you think it's such a a big issue now do you think it it was a it was a big issue when you were growing up or do you think have you seen it you know on the rise recently or where have you seen like lust and you know i'm what so the old you know they didn't have the internet when i was a yeah teenager. that's <laughs> true I, 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 we did a actually a video on the website of in the 90s lust, you know <laughs> where they're sneaking magazines or <laughs> yeah it, it's much much worse now because yeah. you have a 13 year old kid with a eye porn yeah. yeah. And and you could get hardcore the worst hardcore pornography in your bedroom yeah. anytime. So easily accessible. So yeah. anytime. Yeah. yeah. It was never like this before. Yeah. yeah. It's so much worse. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. I mean it's getting younger and younger. And I think uh, the conversation I, has to start very early. Yeah. I sent you guys an article where they did a study and mm-hmm. um they said like fifty percent of kids under fourteen years old have yeah. experienced porn. Yeah, it but starts yeah. around ten years yeah. old is the average. Yeah, now. Ten is the average. Can you imagine a little your ten year old son? You know, mm-hmm. or, or when was the first time you saw hardcore pornography? How old were you? Ten years old. Yeah. No joke. No way. No joke. I was uh, thirteen. I think I was thirteen. Yeah. So it's about there. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. and then what do you do with that? In your mind, yeah, you know, yeah. and it has this draw to it, yeah. and no one talks about it mm-hmm. except it's not you're not supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. There's a great YouTube video. <laughs> it's called uh, "Just Stop It," <laughs> <laughs> and 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 it feels like if you watch that, uh, it's you know he just is a psychologist. You know, just telling people to stop it. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds a lot like the Holy Spirit. It's like, "Oh, do it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but that's kind of how I grew up in the church. They say, "Well, don't do this and don't do that and yeah, don't do this." It's all no. But yeah. it's like, how do I not do it? Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. lust free living is a process. It's not a today I'm lust free. <laughs> you know, yeah. forever rest of my life. Yeah. It's a process of how we're growing. Yeah, but we, there's tools to fight. Uh, Dangerous Spring gives you tools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I was going to say, Sean, like you said, yeah. like it's, you know, um, it's getting worse and worse. But um, I guess to compare it to this idea of in the past, we've talked about being a dangerous man or like the idea of a hero um, and then the idea of a villain. They both have capacity to do great things and one does yeah. them for evil and one does them for good. Uh-huh. And in the same way that, you know, the enemy is using our sexuality, which is the greatest gift given to mankind because it produces life. Um, that the enemy would use that to distort, you know, the idea yeah. of of our identity as sons and daughters of God. Yeah. It may, you know, but then at the same time, we can have hope that, you know, there's things like dangerous men and these different freedom programs and that the Lord is, you know, that he, he, he is being a hero, you know, like yeah. dangerous men, like the program itself is heroic. 
in, uh-huh. in, in what it's doing in freeing young men. You know? Yeah. And I feel like it just, it, it definitely creates dangerous men because mm-hmm. lust is, yeah. lust is something that the devil can just get you in the biggest stranglehold. Yeah. And once you overcome lust, it, it kind of seems like you can conquer anything. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah, yeah. so funny. That's why it's, it's the it's, first step. Yeah. It is. That's it's, why it is. Because he is a shame. Yeah. Shame. So mm-hmm. shame, there's a difference between guilt and shame. Uh-huh. You know, mm-hmm. guilt, uh, is because I did something and I am guilty and uh-huh. there's a cure for that. There's God's forgiveness. Yeah. Shame, there's no cure. Mm. So shame is like, I'm a screw up. Guilt is, I screwed up. Mm-hmm. You know, and even getting that difference that, mm. and when did Jesus forgive our sins? Well, when he died on the cross. Yeah. Well, when was that? Well, 2,000 years ago. <laughs> so when, I'm, when, when did he know about, you know, all my sins are after they're already forgiven. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, our theological issue is that I have to ask for forgiveness. No, I yeah. don't. I have to accept it. It's, it's, a, accept it's a gift yeah. that's already been mm-hmm. given. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, and that would even little things like that throughout that I put in the book that I yeah. took me many years to learn. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's like little truths yeah, in there that, that that help you think about it in a different way. Oh, it's so uh-huh. contrary to human nature because we have to earn everything we yeah, get. Exactly. Right? If we want to get an ice cream cone, we got to make a buck somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So you got to earn that dollar. You got to do the dishes. How did you think of ice cream cone? How did that? Did you I, I think I'm getting hungry. I'm getting hungry. When you're at a party, you have to tap it. Dessert. Yeah, exactly. It's a novel a novel concept where it's, yeah, it's we don't have to ask. We have to accept it. And God always willing to give it and no it, matter what yeah and it's easier to deal with when you just think of it properly uh-huh yeah you know yeah. all the all the things help so yeah. uh, i got a fight. question with uh in terms of you know seeing the difference um because it's so interesting now when i'm like at the supermarket or i'm getting mcdonald's or something like that you can really tell the spiritual hold that the devil has on someone just by a simple interaction. You know, you can just see like, wow, that like that, that interaction was very heavy. Like I can see that this guy is not doing well and, and things like that. So I guess my question is like, what is, do you have an example of a, a huge change that you have seen um, in a person, you know, where you, you know, can just feel the, the bondage that they're, you know, under? Besides the two I gave you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah that's actually those are huge. Yeah, yeah those are yeah. Really yeah. You have so many. Though, I, mean, yeah. I, I see it all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I really get to see it all the time. Yeah. That's have, so awesome. I have actually thousands of emails of people <laughs> describing to me, you know, how God used this. Yeah. To, mm-hmm. But I have to, and I have to keep telling them, dangerous men does not set you free. Jesus set you free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Dangerous men is a tool that he uses to help you figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, but Jesus sets us free. Definitely. I mean, it's not a book. Yeah. 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 Well, that doesn't answer the question. But no, no, no. That was actually. <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, I'm. I'm I figured like when a, I was. I'm like a li- I mean, I have. I have experienced that. You know, last uh-huh. last fall we had gone over to Lowell's for about eight weeks straight for just um, warrior training is what we called it. And yeah. We went there and you know I think the first thing we began with was. 
What was the first thing we began with? Was it lies and truths? No, that was the second. What was no, it? What was the first lesson? No, it was. Um, it was the most simple thing. Yeah, it was about following God. Yeah, it was. It was Jurgen Klopp and his answer. Exactly. It was. It was Liverpool uh, football. Right. You'll, you'll, yeah. never, you'll never walk alone. <laughs> yeah, no. and I, I just like. I mean, it was so wax on, wax off. I'm like, oh, this is so yeah. simple. I don't need this. But then, like, the amount of times I've gone yeah. back to that. But I mean, even just like, you know, I, I don't know. You know, Wednesday night would roll around, and I'd be like, oh man, I don't want to go out there. I don't want to drive out there, and things like that. And over time, so, like guys had kind of fallen off and you know yeah. we, we started with Some 25 did, yeah. and we we ended with maybe nine and i you know and I, and I was just like i got to the last week and i was like praise god and yeah. there was an like every single time i showed up and left there was a there was a tangible difference and yeah. i remember just like just thanking the holy spirit every single time absolutely you know? yeah. and it's yeah. providing that space and like and, and, and you're totally right i mean dangerous men the content itself is not changing hearts, but it's it's giving a space though for the Holy Spirit to come and, and to awaken you know the desire of, of freedom yeah. and to give freedom in a way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so and that wasn't even dangerous when we did it exactly. Was, it was yeah. Spiritual yeah. warrior training. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That was the Lola uh, post credit scene. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they should do it again. There might be. They should do like a before and after photo of us like walking <laughs> into his house on Wednesday and then like you know head down. I probably, probably gained like thirty pounds from <laughs> his wife's cookies though. So yeah. Oh, cookies. I mean, at least you had a cheerful look on your face <laughs> walking yeah, out. You know? fat, and, fat and happy. That's right. yep. Yeah, happy. absolutely. The, I mean, the Holy Spirit works, uh, especially in numbers, and um, when you have men gathered together. And uh, you bring in Jesus, you call his on his name, and you reject the evil spirits that might try to interfere. I mean, that's powerful. Yeah, yeah. I think we all had powerful moments in there, and um, that's really that's really one way too. You know, yeah. um, there's there's the the Bible, but there's also fellowship, and mm-hmm. it's so important to have brothers in the faith and brothers you can get deep with. You yeah, know, Sean, yeah. you mentioned going on that retreat and having guys share their testimonies and feeling like you knew those guys better than some yeah. of the guys you hung out totally. with all of high school. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is. Well, to wrap up here, so at the end of each, you guys want to wrap up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So at the end of each cast, we, we always share a practical based off of what we've talked about, just kind of something moving forward. For me, um, one of the biggest things that I've learned from from Freedom Retreat, Dangerous Men, and, and spending time with you, Lowell, is the idea of lies versus promises and the, 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 the accepting truth of just feeling something or feeling tempted or worrying about something and just saying, you know, or if I'm feeling down or whatever it is, it's just Jesus, you know, I, I reject this in the name of Jesus and, and by your power, right, it's, you know, remove this and then accept a truth about yourself. So that'd be my practical is that if you guys are struggling or feeling depressed or anxiety or tempted, just just do those things. Follow, follow those steps. Yeah. That's my mm-hmm. practical. Maybe maybe I jumped into the practicals too soon. No, I got it. I think my practical. I think personally, I want to lean into my relationship with my wife. You know, having my back. I think just lean into that and have, you know share things that I'm struggling with or share things that I'm worried about. I think I want to lean into that more so that my practical will be like, you know, find that one guy or that good close friend or even your dad, um, and, and kind of lean into them and and yeah. you know help them have your back. You know, Mm -hmm. we talked about accountability and and that stuff, but, um, I think just, you know, share things that you're worried about, share things that you, you know, I have a big interview coming up, you know, like, Oh, pray for me. I'm doing this. Or, you know, just, you know, figure out that camaraderie and find a guy that you want to, um, bond and get vulnerable with. Yeah. Good point for the wife. Yeah. (laughs) Is really to make sure you bring your wife with you on this journey. Yeah. Because I didn't at first, Uh you know, you know, and then she felt like 
when Satan attacks, she feels like the weak link. Yeah. And, and he's coming after her, which has happened sometimes. Sure. You know, which is a bad thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that I'm really supposed to, spiritual authority, you know, it's that I'm supposed to protect her. Yeah. Part, uh-huh. of, part of my job is to protect her spiritually. Yeah. Also, and, yeah. and I didn't do a very good job of that at the first because I, I don't know why. Sure. <laughs> but do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Share that. Walk yeah. along with her. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to sound like a hippie from the 60s, but it, it's all spiritual, man. Like, <laughs> seriously, it, it is all spiritual. And that's that's the center of our emotional, physical, you know, mental. And um, when, we, when we dive into that that realm, you know, God, what, what is going on here? Help me out. You know, that's when the mental, physical, emotional start to come into place. Hmm. Definitely. Well, you got one. Pra- I know you gave so many. <laughs> <laughs> one more practical one advice, more. Yes. or one liner. You got some good one liners. One liner. You got the last. The last word. Uh, okay. and, it, and it can't be a Tommy Boy quote. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My last one liner is, uh, you know, be a man to men, a warrior to demons, and always God's boy. Hey. Amen. Boom. Boom. Well, well this is uh, Sean, Eric, Jacob. And guest. Insert guest. Lol C Short, did you you gave a plug to dangerousmen.org and everything like that? Any dangerousmenunited.org. Dangerousmenunited.org. There it is. Do you have a social media? Do you have a a Facebook or an Instagram? Yeah, there's a Facebook too. Okay. Just Dangerous Men United. I'll link their website in the podcast description. We don't have much else besides that's the main thing to get the <laughs> get, get the information on. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, well thanks thank for listening. Thank you. Well, I guess do we have to sign out again? <laughs> Until <laughs> next time. <laughs> Until next time. No, we're All good. Right. Fine. Okay. Peace. Bye. Sons of Thunder is a podcast for young men by young men about living a life centered around faith, fellowship, and fitness.